And now, kids, story time with Glenn Danzig. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Unless they want to hear an interesting story. Welcome, kids. You're scary. Listen, we're not here to talk about my uh, body issues or in my insecurities. I'm here to tell you it's a story. Yay! Yay. All right. Okay, so once there was this uh, this girl uh, in Red Riding Hood, and um, and uh, she went to go visit her grandmother, uh, but first she had to get a, a dark key from an evil prince. And then when she got the dark key from the evil prince, she fought this troll that had uh, two heads and five arms. Um, Why does he have five arms? That's just you how, see if that's I, how I wrote it. Two or eight, if it's a Gilgamesh or something. That's that's how I wrote it, kid. Just deal with it, okay? So the, this troll had five arms, and and Red Riding Hood used the magical key that you got from the Dark Prince uh, to ward off the troll with five arms. This plotline is convoluted. Listen, just pay attention. It'll all pay off well in the end, okay? So after she fought the fo- the troll with five arms, she ran into uh, a, a, a bear uh, that could only speak in a French accent. And the bear said, oh, 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 hello, Red Riding Hood. This doesn't even have any thematic congruence. That's some pretty big words there, okay? Why don't you take off with them $5 words, okay? Uh, so the French bear was like, ooh, la, la, je suis an horse. I will help you, little Red Riding Hood. Do you think it- maybe he should use actual French words? He said, horse and je suis. What do you want, kid? Okay. So the uh, the bear uh, uh, gave Red Riding Hood uh, a ride on his back uh, to Grandma's house, and uh, and then when when she got there, what they didn't know was the wolf had already gotten there. So the wolf was dressed in his three-piece suit that he got from the Brooks Brothers, right? Because he was the actual wolf of Wall Street, you see, and that's how you know he was really evil. That doesn't make any sense. Makes perfect sense, especially when you know that the wolf's real name is Gordon Gecko. My mommy was watching that movie one day, and I looked, and there was a lot of snow and mountains. That's right, because the wolf came down from the snowy mountains uh, to to eat uh, Greg Riding Hood's grandmother, but not the way they tell you in the story. Trust me, she was naked and enjoying it. It sounds like you're just making this up, and you have no opinion of women. You know, it sounds like to me like you should shut up, kid. Let me finish telling my story, okay? So Wolf of Wall Street, Gordon Gecko was there, and he was telling Little Red Riding Hood, you're going to do this huge oh, mountain of cocaine. I don't me. like this anymore. Oh, you kids, there's no pleasing you kids. Uh, this isn't my target demographic. I, I'm leaving to go write some brooding metal. Coming up next on Treehouse TV, Steven Seagal teaches judo to eight-year-olds. What were they thinking? I'm Brendan. I'm Nathan. 
and this is a podcast called What Were They Thinking? We are in the last week, the last episode of Schlocktober. It is October 29th, or if you're listening on Patreon, I suppose it's a couple days earlier than that. And uh, because it is the fifth Thursday in a month, we have uh, we have picked a small screen, shameful as it were, a movie that did not make it to theaters, or at <laughs> least did on a very, 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 very small level. I uh, <laughs> the smallest of small levels. Yeah, like just a step above Ben and Arthur, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a couple steps maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, Ben and Arthur apparently did play at Pride last year, so they might have the one up on it. <laughs> on the other end of the tin can and string, as it were, ladies and gentlemen, making his way back to the podcast from Lincoln Heights, Nebraska. <laughs> That's your hometown now. So it's fine. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah Galen Howard, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for having me back and for uh, for for graciously accepting this uh, suggestion I made that I shortly reg- uh, shortly regretted afterward. Yeah. So if anyone if anyone's listening right now that happened to watch this movie before the episode, you can put the blame squarely on Mr. Galen Howard. <laughs> oh I don't know. I feel it would have made it, it would have made its way onto our radar eventually because. Uh, I am a fan of Danzig's music, um, moreover, The Misfits. Uh, and also, I had a couple of issues of the comic back in the day. So when this popped up on Shudder a few weeks back, I was like, oh, I, I might have to check that out sometime, see how, how they did. Hurried things along a bit. <laughs> but um, So you, you have read actual episodes of the comic, actual issues of the comic? Yeah, I've got a uh, got a couple back when I was in university when it first kind of debuted. Cause it, 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 I mean, I haven't I haven't seen any of the you know the actual pan uh, you know extended panels or anything. It seems to just be like kind of like kind of like a like a horror style like Frank Frazetta mishmash kind of thing. It's it's definitely um, I guess in the spirit of what they were what he was trying to do with the movie. Um, well, what was but- he trying to do? <laughs> well, from from what I could from what I could gather, he was trying to do a tales from the crypt, tales from the dark side, tales from the wherever um, type of situation, like yeah, the cat's yeah. eye or creep yeah. show. Tales from my bathroom at two a.m. Right. Well, <laughs> tales that's... from my mind that I never want analyzed. Hey, we've we've talked about it a few times on the uh, the show before about separating the art from the artist and. Uh, he was one of the uh, the earlier ones for me that I kind of had to do that with. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's um takes himself really really seriously, right. like to uh, a pathological level. Yeah, everything I've seen. Well, and and just to further that point, um, when this movie premiered, when he had his big premiere night, um, a lot of people in the audience were laughing. Of course, because this movie yes. is ridiculous. He got up on stage and immediately one of the first things he said was, I quite frankly, I'm glad everyone's here, but I don't understand the laughing because none of the none of the stuff I did in this film was meant to be uh, comedy. That right. just tells you the level of self-awareness he has. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, from what I've heard, he has since then kind of taken the the retroactive kind of Wizzoian um method of you know of then like it 
of them trying to say that it I was meant to do that, that there was something that there was a camp element intended even but you know he's of course on record as saying that that not, that was not the case so so uh be sure to watch for uh, the Veronica artist starring James Franco coming this summer <laughs> or exactly. Hugh Jackman there you go. <laughs> oh, that would be. That would oh, be, that would be. That's that's brilliant casting. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Because for anybody out there doesn't know, Glenn Danzig was apparently up for the uh, role of Wolverine, or at least was trying to get the role of Wolverine when yeah. X Men was made. He, he, yes. He, he maybe maybe you could. I would imagine. I would buy that he was petitioning for it. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, to I say that he was up for it. I I find hard to believe. In yeah. my in my pre hooked to the internet constantly days. I even remember people saying that Danzig was, um, at the very least, had auditioned for the role and was being oh, considered because if someone he, could get a hold of that tape <laughs> because I'll, he I'll was just... uh, short and and stocky in stature, much like the you know Wolverine of the comics. I'll just say this: um, Chris Klein also auditioned for Mamma Mia, and you can see how that turned out by googling it. <laughs> it's fantastic. You, you can you can see that that audition is available. Oh yeah. Oh yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Internet. But yeah, and then also uh, famously, when Hugh Jackman did get the part, Danzig remarked he played it gay. So let's talk it's, about Veronica. Oh right boy, in his wheelhouse. <laughs> on that note yeah let's talk about veronica i don't have any information on how much this movie cost uh, i'm assuming the from the look of it not it was much. a million and that's according to imdb i i I, okay. I wonder i my question is where uh i'm guessing uh you know narcotics the cast is predominantly comprised of legitimate porn stars mm-hmm. correct correct yeah Mostly, yeah. there are some Mostly. exceptions. Yes. There are, yeah. No, there are there are there are exceptions. Well, they will, they actually, will receive their due. But yes. I was gonna say there was one exception, um, because Wrestling Reference got it in. Sean Waltman is in this, but he's also technically also, a porn star. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Um. Anyway, so Veronica, um, we start off with our host. And were truer words that are never spoken again throughout the entire movie when her victim uh is pleading for help from god and she says what utter nonsense <laughs> she also says bubble bubble toil and trouble and just makes fun of that as, as if to say like guys brace yourselves because this ain't your daddy's witch movie <laughs> the hostess uh, she is she a witch w- what is she i think from my understanding is that she is she was inspired um, by uh, the Crypt Keeper and um, Elvira. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She now, has like you, now, does she does she show up in the comic? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. So she. But it's just... been yeah, honest to goodness, it's been like two decades since I've read those comics. <laughs> but she has two um, upside down crosses under her eyes, so we know right. she's evil. That's Danzig. Right. Yeah, she uh, she plucks this uh, poor girl's eyes out, and she looks at uh, right right in the lens and, and calls us all her little darklings. Guys, mm-hmm. we're in for a ride here. Here we go. <laughs> a Glenn Danzig film. And then all the credits to it, I noted, these are porn names. And that's when I looked it up and said, oh, I'm right. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, porn names and edited by Brian Cox. We're all sure that's the same guy, right? It's the it's same guy. The it's, doctor. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's the guy who originally played Hannibal Lecter. He was in uh, X Men Two. Yep. Yes. So that makes and, that and, makes two. And the Glimmer Man. Don't forget the Glimmer Man. Right. I was gonna say that makes two Brian Cox movies we talked about with Galen so far. Technically, we this is our second our second Brian Cox movie altogether. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I also love the opening credits. They're basically just throwing whatever random shit they made in like After Effects. <laughs> just, oh yeah. Just, just, just yeah. After you have like the um the thing title credits rip off. Just like burning in a garbage bag. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was legitimately done as an homage to. Uh, the thing or the thing from another planet, um, because right. what I can say about Glenn Danzig that I do know for certain is that he does love himself some campy B horror movies from the 50s and 60s. Which right. you'd think somebody with that much love for horror would have a better understanding of how to make a horror movie. Make a horror <laughs> yes. movie, yeah. But you have like know. one genuine scare, um, anything. <laughs> but we do start out with the, our first story, ladies and gentlemen. This is an anthology film. We start out with our first story called The Albino Spider of Dejet. Yeah. Probably by default, I'm just going to say this, in my opinion, probably by default, and, and I'm not saying it's good, but it's probably the best one by default because it's the only one that has a plot, I think. <laughs> somewhat? <laughs> More than the other somewhat, two. yeah. Yeah. Definitely I, I could, I could piece one. together, I could, I could kind of piece together... Um, uh, motivations that's that's his kind of <laughs> and and there was a beginning uh, a middle and an ending to our villain so true yeah <laughs> well we start out with uh two people getting hot and heavy on a couch and oh yeah. and our first continuity error straight out of the gate because uh they're getting hot and heavy and uh she's going she's going to town on the downtown right. um and then when they uh when he Pulls her up for a big smooch and to, you know, to get further hot and heavy. Um, we is revealed that his pants are still securely fastened, belt buckled, and zipped up. Maybe she's just sucking on a zipper. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's it's it's one move. of the many, many kinks that uh, Danzig put in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, right. And, and. Love it when just, <laughs> he's just mouthing the zipper. It's just her in the zipper, and I'm just watching. I like it because uh, you could cut your mouth open and not even know it. <laughs> um, and we start, we know right away at this point, it, it clues us in is everyone has these horrible French accents that they're trying to do throughout <laughs> the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> your teeth, they are looking at me. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Did you read that apparently that supposedly they did have a dialect coach on on set? Yes. Which was, to my knowledge, a Maurice Chevalier record that he had on on hand. <laughs> Thank Evans for Evo, hello. Thank yeah, Evans fine. for little girls with eyeballs for nipples. That's how the song goes, right? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's well, just well, when as... you translate it, you know, <laughs> it's not any less <laughs> translated from the heavy French accent. It, that's what it says. <laughs> it's not any less creepier than the actual version. So okay. <laughs> let's, just, let's just say that. Um, but yeah, he's, he notices uh, right away her her teats. They are looking at him and he freaks out and leaves. And for some reason, yeah, I didn't I don't know what's going on. So the, there's a spider has, on the ground. Has, I mean, if anyone hasn't caught on, she has eyeballs 
for nipples. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a, a Saturday Night Live sketch. Let's just get that right out of the way because there it was uh, season 17. Kirstie Alley was the host. I looked it up. Their sure eyes were on their breasts is the name of the B movie that they're making fun of. And it was a it was a sketch about these women from outer space who came down and their eyes were where their nipples should be. So now that we get that out of the way, uh, the next uh, Glenn Danzig wasn't the ho- the musical guest on that episode. No, no. <laughs> wouldn't that be the greatest? Wouldn't that be the greatest, though? You Asset. wouldn't mind if I. That's actually a really scary idea. You know, I'm going to put that in my comic. Uh, no, this is ridiculous. And it's it's meant for comic effect. I don't know what humor is. I don't know what you're talking about. That, wait, wait, wait. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah, nothing is nothing is humorous. Maybe maybe they told him it's meant for comic effect, and he thought they meant comic. Oh, books. they <laughs> meant oh, like a comic book, right? <laughs> and then he just walked out. <laughs> in a puff of yeah. smoke. You have what? another. You you have a song to perform. I'm gonna make a comic. <laughs> so the next part that happens, and I'll let you guys all listening know, no, uh, we did not have a stroke. This legitimately happened in the movie. Uh, there was an albino spider crawling on her rose uh, that fell down to the floor. It got its own credit in the in the title credits. The 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 the, the VFX for the albino spider got its own standalone credit. Oh, well, there you go. So her nipple eyes start crying because she's so sad that her her boyfriend ran out on her because he found out about her her eye nipples. Um, the uh, the the eye nipple tear uh, trickles down and falls onto the spider. And the spider uh, then uh, transmogrifies into an anthropomorphic um, albino spider uh, replete with eight limbs. Uh, Think of uh, the man spider from the Spider-Man comics, but with with a dude's head (laughs) instead of a spider's head. But even the spider uh, has a French accent. He was also listening to that Maurice Chevalier record. (laughs) Thank you. Why does this happen? We never find out. We it just don't does. know. I, I I skipped right to like a, a a lady comes over to the house and he snaps his first neck. Well, okay, no, she is. It, it was um, uh, Marielle uh, who lived down the hall because she right. was the lady who came to comfort our eye nippled lady uh, when her boyfriend ran out. Um, yes. And then every time yeah, she, she keeps calling her Muppetee. Yes. That's how you know she's French. Right. <laughs> so the man spider um, in the in the night goes down the hall and kills Marielle after she makes the hard life decision of milk or beer. <laughs> what? She looks in her fridge and there's milk and beer and she doesn't know which one to drink. <laughs> And she also makes um, the life-ending decision of referring to this uh, thing as a freak. And he says, a freak is such an ugly word a true tramp would use. And then he snaps her neck. We cut to Dejet, who is sleeping, because as we later learn, anytime she falls asleep, apparently this man spider um, can just walk around in the real world. And and, and kill people and snap necks. And, and, And kill people, yeah. And she does the best, like, she does the best, like, waking up. No! Right. <laughs> right. Because apparently I, I, she has like an you know a, a vision of it as she's yeah, sleeping. Yeah. Um. And then don't we <laughs> we smash cut to uh, uh, an alleyway where um, hookers are are trolling for dates. 
Yeah, I thought they were on a roof at first. I thought they were just having a garden party up on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably was shot on a rooftop. That's why it looks like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, apparently, the, apparently, the majority of this was shot in Skid Row in Los Angeles. Yes, to, to apparently to save on budget, I guess. <laughs> Good job. So they, uh, uh, the the man spider um, uh, finds himself a hooker um, and kills her. That's right. right. Well, well, yes, he. They <laughs> they have a little conversation behind you know him from behind the alley and her. Her in the you know uh, her outside her just around the corner and then he he makes some you know he says some some pretty disgusting things to her and then and then breaks her neck. She and yeah. then he does, did, did you say her name was I thought Dejet. Dejet is the uh, main girl. Yeah, that's the girl's name. Okay. Yeah. I Jet. thought I I didn't think I thought that was the name of the city. Anyhow, um, <laughs> she yeah. she she. Apparently fell asleep standing up while at a modeling gig. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> I I mean this thing would run rampant if its host was uh narcoleptic, right? Right. <laughs> like the, that there's your story right there. Just make her narcoleptic and then it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. The other thing the other thing I couldn't get over is that when he's when he's talking to the prostitute, he keeps he again. He's saying some some disgusting things and talks about wanting to perform sodomy on her. And um, and this man spider has no visible penis. <laughs> yeah, I no, don't know whatsoever. what he's doing. Where is he gonna? Where? How is he going to? You know, how does he have sex? Maybe he's got like a uh, a web pouch, but he's got it like painted it's over like a, like a skin yeah. color. Yeah, and then he yeah. just goes flop and it comes out. <laughs> so yeah, so he's like a mars- he's like a marsupial spider. Yeah, yeah, he's a real marsupial. <laughs> but he does, uh, yeah, he 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 snaps her neck, and then eventually we see a news story, and God, they have come up with the perfect name for this serial killer. You'd never guess. You'd never guess. It's 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 not on the nose or anything. Le neck breaker. Le neck breaker. My the neck breaker. I think my note running through this a whole thing for this segment of the movie anyways was all of these people are speaking with french quote-unquote accents they're supposed to be in france why are none of them speaking french to each other (laughs) well it's it's, it's, yeah it's the classic uh, yeah it's it's that classic conundrum you know yeah yeah no one actually speaks french Danzig was like, they won't understand. They won't understand. People can't read. My 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 fans can't read. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah. But he had already made up his mind that they they were French. So they, yeah. Do 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 the French thing, but but still say English words. So she goes Coming, to see a porno called Nudes Without a Face. This hilarious. Also, obviously, like another little cute little reference to Eyes Without a Face, which is a great mm-hmm. movie. Right. Uh, another yeah. another so, terrible movie, the, which he rips off for the second segment. Yeah, another terrible movie, by the way, referencing a much better movie <laughs> yeah. to make us oh, forget oh, yeah. about this. Is, that's throughout. That's the throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, my favorite, actually, my favorite little bit is in this scene because she goes into the porno theater <laughs> and there's like two bros beside each other, a seat apart, watching a porno, which is like it's a little odd. Like you don't normally just hang yeah, out with your buddies at the porno theater, yeah. but well, I mean, it right. depends on what their relationship is. I mean, they seemed like they were bros, like you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, well, man, could be doing it no, on the DL. No. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> he points at the screen and just says, this is where she does them both. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you haven't seen the movie before. Shut up. <laughs> it's pretty obvious what's going to happen here. Well, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, does nothing to, to bolster her line, which I think is this film is for making sex. Something or words to that effect, and and, and as about as eloquent as that. And I'm gonna say it right now, ladies. You want to go see a porno in the theater? That's great. I don't recommend falling asleep in the theater. No, that is a that is a mistake. No. Uh, I also I also recommend you know staying at home with a laptop because it's 2020. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't even know if this is a modern supposed to be a modern story. This could be a period piece. I don't fucking know. You had that one reporter who was like who who was like dressed like Bogart. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be because he was French, though. They, the French dress in trench coats, according to Danzig. Listen, okay. Humphrey Bogart, notable French uh, sensation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, him and Jerry Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she falls asleep in the porno theater, and of course that makes you know the uh, man spider wake up, and we see him having sex in a horrifying quick scene. Okay. Um, and then he's like, "No shit." I gotta finish. Don't wake up. Because she's like starting to wake up. I mean, that's basically what happens. All these dude bros in the theater are like surrounding her and like pretty sure they're going to try to rape her. Um, Oh, God. She casually strolls away from an attempted rape. She she does in the most like blase way possible. One of the dudes is like, hey, you come back. Hey, we were doing something over here. Where were we going? <laughs> I, I have a hot take. I, I don't think Glenn Danzig um, knows how to direct actors. I don't think he does either. <laughs> Who'd you pick that up? Uh, the I, mean, first... they did, I mean, they said their lines, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, I wrote them down, and they said them, and we... I got, we, them, the, I got the dialogue rolling, right? and everything. Later on, she meets up with a waiter who has... The worst, and I know this is saying this is saying something, but I think he has the worst French accent in this whole story. He's, that is saying something. And yes. anytime someone changes their tone, by the way, like if they're angry or sad or yelling, their accent is gone. Like That's it right. just disappears immediately. <laughs> uh, but he is like warning her about le neck breaker. Le neck breaker. You, you also notice that the um that the neon cafe sign was indoors. No, I didn't. <laughs> and 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 the right way around, so you could read. Cafe you could read it correctly. Inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could read it from inside. It's yeah. hey, hey, it's France, baby. Glenn, do you think we should just flip that around? Oh fuck, it's too late. We already shot it. No, we, no, no. Glenn, we haven't even. But they won't the know it's a cafe. It, it'll they'll just think it's. It, they'll think we're in an effac. <laughs> and then she's at some weird random table having a coffee. <laughs> right, come on. I don't want them to, I don't want these pussies to think it's a library or some shit. <laughs> so she comes up this is where she comes up with her uh brilliant plan. Master plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh go ahead. She's gonna take a bunch of sleeping pills um and OD on them so that the Zinek Breaker is trapped in reality um and can oh, be there killed. Goes rabbit. And I said back. No, I didn't say back, I said trapped, trapped in reality. Oh. Right. Yeah. It's a it's it's a real sad. She she makes a true sacrifice, you know, for our country. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, we still have not gotten any explanations as to why she has eyeballs on her nipples. Not, uh, none at all. 
And they don't, they don't, they don't play a role in any of this. They don't. There isn't a reference There's, later. They, to they, it. they, they, they go up one more time, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes, the, she takes the pills, and then she calls the police, uh, uh, knowing that they'll show up to try and save her, but it'll be too late, because not because you know it's poor response time or the police are ineffectual. Well, maybe they are, because when they swing that battering ram. They don't do it with a whole lot of conviction. I wrote that down, too. It looks like Glenn Danzig was like, don't fucking break that door. Right. <laughs> because we got a cutaway that we're going to use in the next scene from the other <laughs> side of the door. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, they're they're doing it with, like, the utmost, uh, like, a grace and poise. Um, right. Not a very, dent yeah, on that door. Very gingerly. Very gingerly <laughs> are they... Are they battering that door if they had knocked they would have been hitting the door harder harder <laughs> and when they get in they they just unload on on man spider just full of holes yep um and and kill him he just did dies via notice, bullets did you notice that one of the one of the french constables looked like mikey day <laughs> no he did so i have a note here i was like oh mon dieu say constable mikey day <laughs> They have no react. By the way, they have no reaction, zero reaction. Seeing to a, this. A, a giant demon spider with no penis, yeah. They go, she is dead. We oui. say strange. Say no, no, strange. No, I think it was strong. I think his the word was strange. still not the word for strange in French. Strange. No. Say strange. Say strange. Hey, she has uh, eyes on her boobies. <laughs> That's it. Wait. That's the reaction. That's mm-hmm. it. And now, if I may, this you is may. the end of story one. I just want to uh, read the transition exactly as it happens, because we go back to our host, and this is what she says. The eyes have it. That's all fine and well. What am I supposed to do with these? Holds up eyes. Anyway, our next story. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's it. And now the our eyes- next story. The eyes have it. What are you talking about? Yeah, she holds up. She holds up separate eyes. Yeah, the eyes have what? Like, there's, there's nothing to any of this. And I mean, that's that's the interesting thing. Like, you know, because with most, um, with most host, uh, host wraparounds, there's some kind of, there's there's some kind of like thematic, um, gra- anchoring. There's something. There's some point to it. She re- literally just shows up and says, "Well, okay, that happened. Now here's another one." Well, because I think, again, Danzig being inspired by Elvira, um, uh, Vampira, and the Crypt Keeper, uh, he wanted some punnery afoot. And uh, this is as close as he could get. Uh, her showing up and inexplicably saying that the eyes have it and then throwing those and, eyes and showing away. showing separate eyes, yeah. Right. That's as close as he could come. And you're never, joke. ever going to hear joke. Danzig say, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. But what is our next story called, Nathan? Change of face. Change of face. Yes, and our villain uh, again. I I know it's going to run through it because it's the host segment stuff. But our our villain in this piece looks like a methed out Elvira. <laughs> and her name is Mystery Girl. Mystery Girl from parts unknown. <laughs> She's just south of Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this is about um, a, a stripper who uh, is mystery Terrible girl. at stripping. <laughs> yeah, well, she keeps all her clothes on. 
Right. Right. Or, well, no, I guess everyone in this segment wears pasties, which I think is hilarious that in a movie like Veronica, no, directed there were by... No, movies in this. There were... Not this there... segment. Uh, I, everybody had, like, the skull things on. She had the skull things on. I saw that. But, no, there were there were legit girls with boobies in this. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone had boobies. No, so. I mean, like, with, the, with, like, the nipples exposed and whatnot. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think right. they did it in this. Yeah, it, it was at times a juice bar. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was funny though at the lack of it. I expected a lot more like like um, especially, you know, you have Danzig making a movie called Verotica. Like I expected that throughout this entire thing and I just feel like it was weird that he held back. Which at, the reason why it's called that is because yeah, it's yeah, a, I mean there were I mean I imagine there were like, probably probably some people were what after 5 minutes on set, you know, kind of you know, had some second thoughts about their original agreement. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Uh, I, I can I can imagine uh, every one of them having second thoughts, and then every single one of them going, you know what? Uh, this counts towards SAG credit. I'll tell you this: when we were watching it, Patty was like, "Is this supposed to be a horror movie? Is this supposed to be a porno?" Like I I've seen sexier ones of the other and scarier ones of the other. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it's like when um uh the the old story when they filmed Boogie Nights. Apparently the the real porn stars who that they had work in that movie, all they did was bother the actors to ask them about how they could get a SAG card. <laughs> I don't know. Stop asking me. I can't help you out. Look, uh, is that your William I got, H. Uh, I got a card. I don't know what to tell <laughs> no, you. No, that was my Wahlberg. <laughs> 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 Go talk to Julia and more. I don't know. You gotta get yourself a funny hat. That's great. Funny hat. No. Funny, because it's big. <laughs> I'm gonna hate this movie in a year. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, Veronica. <laughs> we start off with a confrontation in Alley, actually, where this girl yells out, "No, you can't have my face," and she right. cuts Which it is, off anyway. You no, know, that's a reasonable response. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she takes it because I guess you can't just say, "Right." No, you can't have right. it. Well, and, and I, I love. Uh, I love her response is, now look what you made me do. <laughs> yeah. Like, she wasn't going to do it anyway. As opposed to what, just, like, handing her the face? Like, <laughs> you were going to take her face regardless. You didn't make her do anything. Yeah. Like, he, she didn't make you do anything. Wouldn't it have been better if you had taken your own face off? <laughs> yeah. Right. All polite-like I mean, and right. whatnot. That's, that would be a lot, uh, yeah. That would be infinitely less painful, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. So she takes it, smash cut to strippers mm-hmm. dancing poorly. And yeah. uncomfortably because Danzig uh, is watching. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel it's less poorly and more like hesitantly. Just, they, yeah, they were just, they were feeling very uncomfortable. They were probably a little stiff because, you know. Because Glenn, Glenn Danzig was a little stiff. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, you're on a little. Ah, there we go. Because he's short, you know. <laughs> Double roast. But anyway, this dancing goes on for a very long time. Yeah, like if I didn't know any better, I would have thought he just went to a strip club and just started filming it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it just, it just goes on for a lifetime. So, <laughs> the mystery girl comes out and she dances around for ten years for an audience of three and doesn't get naked at a strip club. Nope. Um, probably again, I think Galen, I think you might have a point about some of the actors showing up and be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. 
<laughs> not for Glenn Danzig. No, I'm just gonna just gonna keep these on. Right. <laughs> we cut to I know uh, Galen mentioned before we recorded the best character or your favorite character in the movie is the detective. <laughs> the one who he has no amazing. idea how to deliver the 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 line nice another sicko killer <laughs> because he makes it sound like nice another sicko killer as opposed to nice another <laughs> like, sicko oh, killer i'm impressed yeah <laughs> and he says uh this girl this they find the girl that got her face ripped off and she's like she's dead from apparent shock and loss of blood and, and loss like, of blood Really? And loss of what? Blood. <laughs> How about just loss of face? <laughs> Literally has her face. And then I, I love his his de- I love his detective work moments later when he um they um when when they deduce that there have been a series of of victims um of victims found without a face and he goes well there's your motive they wanted found their face without a face. <laughs> They wanted her fine detective work there, Lou. <laughs> so she she um she approaches someone else. Oh, hold on a second, actually. No, sorry. The next scene is when she chats with her faces. Would you like some company, dears? Yeah. <laughs> She's got them all hanging up on the wall. I'm just gonna say that must smell rank. Yeah. They're just sitting there. They're just dripping. You know what? I bet she cleans them with palm olive because it's soft <laughs> on hands soft. while you wash faces. Guys, this episode is brought to you today by Palm Olive. Thanks, Geritol. <laughs> yeah, so she's chatting with her faces, and uh, as one does, and she's saying, "Listen, you guys are gonna get some company soon because I'm gonna cut more faces, baby." <laughs> um, right. Smash cut to an apartment where this girl, this girl is answering answering the door, or she she sees someone come in, and she's oh. like, "Is it? I'm in here. I didn't call maintenance today." <laughs> and then but boom, I'm in here. Yeah. Face cut. Uh yeah. She and yeah, this time she identifies herself as the collector. The I'm collect, here to collect face faces. Collector. Yeah, I'm, she's yes. Haven't face. you heard? I'm the face collector. I'm here. <laughs> dot dot dot. Uncomfortable <laughs> silence because she's uncomfortable being on the set of Glendensic to collect your face. <laughs> And I must say, the girl who gets her face cut off here, I she is going in for the non-plus reaction because she's like, my face, you cut my face. Right. Even when, even after she has been defaced, it's just more of like, oh, oh. R.I.P. my face. Defaced. <laughs> she's kind of like heavy breathing as in like, as in she was like, you know, like, like you know, like like have like have like like experience like an esophagus punch kind of you know. I think I, I think defaced broke Nathan. <laughs> because she had her face removed, but because her beauty was scared, she was also defaced. So she was defaced when she was defaced. Oh, so, so Veronica. Yeah, mystery. Well, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about now. I don't even know. I'm I'm in the matrix right now. Oh. Um, Mystery Girl is back to just dancing her heart out again for another ten minutes. Right. And uh, then for a while I'm like wondering like, oh, 
why? Okay, I get she's like she's scarred and she wants a face to like put over her face, but when she dances, she covers her face. Yeah, like, no, that's know. a good point. Right? Yeah, because apparently, yeah, she's. I mean, yeah, again, the the motivation here is very is very vague. <laughs> yeah, it's not like she goes out to like Nordstroms or something wearing the faces. You know what would have made this segment better is if she had worn one of the faces and then got recognized as that person. Mm. Right. Oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, you mean if someone was like, oh, the, you know, you know, oh, there's, she, my, oh, she there's, died. there's Cindy's face. I, I, I saw face. it in the paper. She died. I went to her funeral last week. What's she doing at Nordstrom's? Right. This segment brought to you by Nordstrom's. <laughs> or if you just like saw like, because apparently the like the last girl wasn't, wasn't killed. She was just as again defaced and i thought she uh, no, i thought she had she was to stop it she she had her face taken off was was like you took my face but then she was found dead later was she okay yeah she was found dead later they, the, yeah the cops i mean because in. in that scene it, it looked like she was gonna be fine she was gonna be, have no she face sounded like she, she wasn't was like she wasn't like gasping on the ground or something she was just like Completely upright, just like holding her lack of face, right? And just saying like, "My face, my face," <laughs> you know. And, yeah, and her her speech wasn't impaired at all. She was just going. She was just going, "My face, my face." I you wanted know. her. I wanted her to squeal like Nicolas Cage and face off <laughs> when when they when they showed her without the face and it was just right. a muscle. Oh, like to be smoking without a face. Yeah. <laughs> That girl, that mystery face girl, off. yeah, that mystery girl took my face off. Off. <laughs> All right. Um, so always... face off. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> oh, um, I would have loved if Nicolas Cage was in this movie. Oh if Nicolas Cage was the detective, you know, what? Oh, I almost shit. feel like Glenn Danzig. All he had to do was ask. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. I think if he had just asked, he probably you know, could have gotten yeah. Nicolas Cage. There's Asking no you way. Shall receive. Okay. There's no way Nicolas Cage would be like, no, I'm not gonna work with the singer in the Misfits. Like, there's no fucking way there's he would. No turn way, that yeah. There's no way he would have said this project is below me. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's based on a comic book. Sign me up. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. He could have just yeah. said. Danzig could have just said, yeah, there was an issue where he uh, he he helped Superman, and he's like, oh, I'm in. Right. <laughs> Uh, the same detective shows up again, and he says, "You know what? I think we might be dealing with the same killer." You think? You think? Oh. They actually say that. That's an actual line from the movie. You think? Oh, does somebody say that to him? Yes. Oh, now, and all I can think of is, yeah, that 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 exemplifies solid police work—a sarcastic. You think? Um, but the detective does find a card, and he's like, "Ah, it's for the strip oh, club. I'm gonna go investigate." And he goes to investigate. No, no, no. Now, let me. You're gonna go and gonna gonna deface somebody. Are you bringing a business card along? I mean, maybe it's your calling card. No, it's literally a calling card. You don't want to do that. You've already got the calling card. That was like defacing someone. Where did they? So, so why was the why was the card there? Was that because she? She she had a she had a card from the strip club that she works at. Oh yeah, no, I think I think that was the victim's card, which still doesn't make sense because why would she have a card for her employer? <laughs> right? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. No, it, it's all it, hmm. 
Let's call him up right now. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> oh, I think the line's Shut up, the movie's perfect. Yeah. Click. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't do interviews. I think he's on the line with uh, Maurice Chevalier. The ghost <laughs> of Maurice Chevalier. Well, I feel like all of these segments are basically just ex- like rejected music video concepts that he turned into a that he added 30 minutes to. Oh, Jesus, have you seen his music videos? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. listen to his if you listen to his music, especially his later music, there's not a whole lot that gets rejected. No. <laughs> uh, well, maybe... I know. Yeah, that's that's why that's that says that's saying something. Guys, we have to talk. We have to get into this because the big cameo is coming up. Oh the God. detective goes to the strip club to uh, question the guy running it, and it's Xbox. I thought he was just working the door. <laughs> oh, was he? It's who? Uh, Sean Waltman, Xbox. Xbox. Got from it. The okay. WWE. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he has like maybe three lines, and I was disappointed by that. I, I was hoping he was going to be in more of this movie. Do you think he could? Do you think he could handle? A, I mean, you're familiar with his work. Are you, do you think he could handle a like a like a like a meaty dramatic role? I think he could have handled it, but uh, well, no, I don't think anybody could look good in this movie. To be well, honest no. with you. Um, but yeah, so X Pac is there, and he, the detective gives him a hard time, and that's that's pretty much it. Also, I wrote down that the fact that Sean Waltman would uh, work at this club is a one thousand percent checks out. <laughs> Take your word for it. I, it was at this point in the movie I had noted that the detective looked like a dollar store Michael Checklist. <laughs> like from Pretty the much, shield. Yeah. He, yeah. he apparently he's he's one of the actors with with uh, with like quote unquote credentials. He was on like uh, like several seasons of both. He's a, he does he's done a lot of soaps. Okay. He um he had a supporting role in Karate Kid Part Three. Okay, that's, that's the zenith right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the next Karate Kid, so. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, but the te- detective is investigating. He goes into the uh, he goes into the back room with the strippers. To which one of them says, "You can't come back here. There's naked ladies." He said, "There's naked ladies everywhere. Let me back there." <laughs> um, and then the best thing is, one of them says, "Get out of here, or we're gonna call a cop," which I thought was yes. a weirdly written line. We're going to call a cop. Yeah. Not we're gonna Just call one. the cops. Just one. Just, just one, one specifically. And then yeah. she says, "I guess technically there was like a detective and a cop, so I don't know." And then the best, and then another great line is she says, "Cops are all bark, and all you really want is some free sex." Yeah, those were like two lines that just got that one got like, yeah, they two lines that just got combined. Yep. Are all so bark the, and yeah. So then, yeah, detectives, and then it was like a then then like the next. And like part of the script got cut off, and then it was like the next page. They just <laughs> she just said that one. Uh, so then Detective Michael Chiklis uh, goes back and finds Mystery Girl. Uh, she cuts him. She mm-hmm. cuts him real good. Tries to cut his face, I believe, but then uh, yeah. you know she, she gets she away. His face too. She, he shoots. Yeah, she just because because before before she's like motivated because she's stealing faces of pr- of beautiful women. But now, apparently, now that he shows up, it's like the her one move is just taking off people's faces in general. Like, which she why, stands why behind just... him to do. Yeah, and then he shoots her. Right. But while she's still behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that made no sense. There was a there was a jump cut, and I yep. was like, how did that happen? Yeah. 
also like yeah if she's only trying to take women if she's threatened by this guy who's going to end her you know uh face thievery, yeah i mean why just like, kill like just stab him do something but no like for one the only her only form her only form of defense is to remove people's faces apparently yeah that's her that's her one move just take the face and, and bolt. right you know like so yeah like if like she was like if if it was, you know, if this was like an episode of like Mortal Kombat, if this was like a, if this was like a scene in Mortal Kombat or something, she would just be her move, her finishing move would just be removing faces, you know. I mean, her beginning move would just be removing yeah. faces. In Mortal Kombat, every button combination would be removing faces. Remove face, yeah. face, remove face, remove face. I <laughs> know uh, you guys are leaving out dance seductively, but poorly. But poor, well, and un- well, uncomfortably, right? and uncomfortably. uncomfortably. Well, I don't know about. I mean, yeah, she'd be uncomfortable. But you see, I don't know if that's an acting choice. Like you said, it could be because she was, you know, on, on no, a set yeah, no, with dancing, or it could just I be mean, the fact again, that we have. I think she's just. We don't know. We can't assume that it's she's dancing poorly. I think it's more just the. It's just more the fact that she's yeah, the dancing is present. I'd like to think that she was making she was that was an actor's choice and she was it's dancing like she uncomfortably. Thinks like she's a poor, she like was, my character is a poor dancer and that's why I'm that's why I feel the need to remove people's faces and that's why she's uncomfortable in her own skin, right? Yeah. So oh. I'm way way too much credit to this. You, you just um, had more <laughs> insight than Danzig had in this entire screenplay. <laughs> so what you're saying is that Assuming I could have directed this better. <laughs> Yeah, assuming there was a script. <laughs> yeah, you could have directed it better. Um, because he goes, my first direction would be like, no French accents. <laughs> Not if you don't speak French. And, so guys, and no one did. So, so we then cut, no one would use an accent. So, uh, so the de- detective uh, shoots her a bunch of times. And we're like, oh, what happened? She got away. What's going to happen? He's kind of bleeding. Cut to six months later, and Mr. Girl is dancing. And that's the end. Balloons and all. So you can she, see her. She has more. She she's gonna go after more faces and then and then talk to him in her face chamber. <laughs> now, um, if you, if I may again, we we cut back to our hostess with the mostess. Yeah, and she and says look, and she does have a name. To be to, to be fair, her name is apparently Morella. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> is it? Oh, I totally missed. Yes, it. I think. Was? Well, yeah, I don't think it's ever referred to in the film, but I think according to IMDb in the credits, it's um. Her name is Morella, whatever that but means. But she says, look at the mess that Mystery Girl made. There, good as new. And now, Darklings, the next story. Yeah. So, so Galen, Galen, what is our third story called? Uh, what, what, what is it? It's Something about Druchica. Yeah, Drujica, it's like Drujica. Countess of Blood. Yes, Countess of Blood. Druchica and Countess fan of, Blood. of Danzig. Yeah. Because this, she has a Danzig logo on her crown. She uh, does. Yeah. This yeah. shit, this shit was the worst one by a uh, country but, mile. At, at least there was a little, there was a some some resemblance of of production design. That was that was somewhat that was that was nice to look at at times. That's as close as you get because there's no story going throughout with this. Uh, right. I, I, in fact, if, as as far as the uh, the segments go. This one has the least amount of notes on my uh, my uh, loose leaf paper. Yeah, no, because I mean, I feel like as the movie goes on, there's less and less plot. <laughs> right. Less and, and less what, one. Brent? Plot. Okay. But I don't know if you get the, if you guys got this. It was very subtle um, in this uh, in this piece <laughs> here. But this lady, 
um, who is a countess, uh, really likes virgin blood. Did you guys pick up on that? Or I caught in uh, the the fact that it was based on a real person. Okay, okay, right. It's Countess of Bathory, and there's, and that's pretty much it. I mean, it's basically it's like a, like if the if you wrote like basically just like, like the first sentence that comes up in Google saying explaining the Countess of Bathory. That's pretty much the research he did. And and yep. here's the thing with this, it's another segment that actually can lead to a legitimately good short story where the oh, I mean there the virgin been, that's taken um, at the first yeah gets away or gets her come or or gives the the countess her comeuppance as she escapes. None of that happens. Yeah, there 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 there's there, there's inf- there's infinite possibility. I mean, this story has been. Has in, has inspired great um, great stories in film as there's well as the, say, um, yeah there, there's the great anthology Immoral Tales in which there's a <laughs> a great segment about Countess of Bathory I mean this <laughs> yeah. has been we've seen this many times but yeah there's again there's nothing here there's absolutely nothing here yeah Dracula dead and loving it I get it <laughs> <laughs> dare you defame the good name of Mel Brooks. Despite that not being one of his stronger entries, I was going to say one of his lesser. And, and unfortunately, like, his final entry, uh, pro- uh, yeah, most likely. Yeah, yeah. So we start out with a family offering up their virgin daughter yes. uh, for some money because they're they're falling on hard times. This, by the way, this is a period piece. I think we kind of got that across by saying what it was because yeah. of all the blood, uh, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so they give yeah, up their daughter. <laughs> Galen has left the podcast. I'm out of here. They're giving up their daughter for money. They're falling on hard times. And uh, we found that the countess in question um, has all lined up. Yeah. I don't. I I wrote down Drew Kija. Is that her name? Drew Kija. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Drew Carey, yeah. <laughs> oh Drew Carey. I try to say Drew Carey, right. but get real drunk first. All right, virgins. Uh, <laughs> Drew Carey. All right, virgins. It's time for a hoedown. Your category is I'm about to drink your blood and go. <laughs> uh, yeah, she has a, the showcase showdown. What am I bid for this Vestal Virgin? <laughs> so she has a bunch of girls lined up, and uh, the and the blonde virgin that we just saw get picked up. Is I'm sure she's picked out for something not so great. No, and she she kind of I think she kind of knows too because she doesn't really want to go along with this whole thing. Yep. No, she um, she understandably is is a little reluctant. Yeah, and she gets placed in a. Well, actually, Galen, why don't you explain this? Because you you actually know someone who was in this film, so go right yes, ahead. Yes, I know the first, yes my. My friend Kansas Bowling was the um, is the first peasant girl to be um, uh, ceremoniously, unceremoniously murdered and uh, de-blooded. She told me a little bit about filming it. Apparently, the um, after after she's killed, she's um, we then just see her in the in this giant bloodbath for like upwards of like 10 minutes. And um, apparently the um, there wasn't there wasn't enough. She said there wasn't enough. there wasn't enough blood to fill the bath, so some of the the people in art department just um just filled it with rocks. <laughs> so she was just basically on her knees in just this tub full of rocks. 
Oh, um, oh but my she, goodness. She did want to make. She did want it to be clear that um, that that Danzig did come to her defense and yell at them. So he was. He did. She she said that she said that he was very lovely to her. Okay. Well, there you go. So. I I feel for her because the, she. I mean, she is playing dead while this one just like is like licking the blood off of her and you know drinking her blood for like like you said it's like 10 minutes it's about 10 it feels minutes like. yeah and she basically just has to you know be completely still so kudos cuz that's not an easy thing yeah. to do yeah um, it's yeah you know, I, I, I yeah utmost sympathy yeah i feel so and, and, yeah bad for the actress playing the countess too because it's almost like she stop she pauses and then keeps doing what she's doing. It's almost like she's waiting for Danzig to give her something. Like, you know what I mean? She's waiting for the right. direction. Or, or to stop out. looking at her uh, uncomfortably. It's a real yeah. 13 to 17 Paris situation. 13? <laughs> Sorry, 15, 17. Whatever. I was like, oh shit, was there a prequel? <laughs> it's a time of day. Cut me yeah. some slack. I, I mean, I, mean I, I, have to, I have to say that I have, you know... You know Largely, I have I, I have utmost sympathy for the actors in this piece. I don't. I think I think a lot of them. I mean, of course, some of them are not um, are not professional actors in the traditional sense. But there are a lot of them, I think, who are capable of fine performances and were just you know never given you know a snowball's chance in hell. Um, you know, because you know because of the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um... Following this scene that goes on for a lifetime, the countess right. is uh, okay. looking in the mirror, checking her virgin blood complexion. Uh, <laughs> it's good for Don't her skin. Don't forget her toady, because she's got that toady who's just constantly yes-banning her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you look beautiful. You look amazing. You look fantastic. The blood is working, obviously. Yeah. Right. Oh, she then moves on to kill another peasant who's just hanging upside down. She drinks more blood. Is this the moment, uh, Nathan, you mentioned before where they have to like squeeze the neck for more more blood to come out? I think so because she actually she like does a slits the neck and it, it first it it spurts out. Yeah. At first, and then it just trickles down, and then she actually kind of has to wrap her hand around like she's <laughs> going to like embrace her. But you can see her hands squeezing, and yeah. when she does, you get more of the arterial sprite. Yeah, yeah. She she like has to press down on the t- make it make yeah. it make it look make it look realistic. Just just caress her neck like you would after you killed her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she yeah she kills another woman and. and at this point, at this point, she scampers through the woods, and you're like, "Where the fuck is this going?" Um, to a wolf. To a wolf, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she's like, "Go get me a virgin." And I'm like, "Why do you need a wolf to help you? Don't you have like 17 women back there?" She clearly, well, not only that, she has people to do it for her because yeah. that's what we saw them doing at the first of the segment. That's yeah, right. I don't, I don't get. And what does she? Does she feed the wolf a piece of human too? Like, I, I didn't understand that either. And wolves get yeah, hungry. Well, she gives it meat at least. I don't know if it's part of human, but she gives it raw meat at least. Yeah. Cuts up another woman and starts devouring her heart while the woman is alive for way too long. <laughs> it's got real Kalima type situation going on here. <laughs> like she's literally taking chunks out of the heart, and the woman's still like not dead. Oh, this is still going on, is it? <laughs> Uh, they catch another girl trying to escape and have her executed with a beautiful uh, CGI fire. 
Oh my god. I skipped past my note. I had a really good note, and I'm gonna look. I have to deliver it. She didn't die because she got her heart ripped out because the heart was bigger. Because that heart was gigantic. It was was like a moose heart. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, she. It could have been a moose heart transplant. Because and because of those because of the time period, all that was available was a moose heart. The surgeons at the time only had a moose heart available. I was thinking uh, it was part of it was a prop left over from the fourth segment he was going to make about the moose heart transplant. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that Christian Slater movie, but a moose instead of a baboon. Moose without oh, right. a baby. Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. Unt- yeah, untamed heart, untamed yeah. moose heart. Untamed moose heart. That's like the 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 movie that um the movie that Kevin Smith keeps saying he's gonna make Moose Jaws. Yeah. Oh, that's right, but it'll be yeah, untamed moose heart. <laughs> that's, where, that's where the person who gets the uh, transplant Doug Blake Bullwinkle for the entire thing. <laughs> Guys, write this screenplay now. Oh boy, yeah. Oh my God, this will be. Yeah, this is like a. This is a. Per, this is our Kevin Smith segment. Instead of like writing us writing a film about a about a guy who turns into a wal- walrus, we'll we'll write a film about. <laughs> so your listeners at home should ha- um should t- should should tweet either hashtag mooseheart yes or hashtag mooseheart no. Perfect. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Here we come, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Everybody and else then is... in the end credits, they'll play this segment. Uh, so, yeah. I think it was and at this it... point uh, I wrote, we get it. She likes blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, that's the whole segment. Um, also, instead of faces on the wall, she just has like heads, like mounted like deer heads. <laughs> yes. But I, I want to I wanna think... That that was uh, Danzig homaging himself uh, with from the song Skulls by the Misfits, mm-hmm. where he was mounting heads on walls. I, I, I could see him getting that idea and thinking it was very clever, <laughs> and that he that no and that you'd really have to you'd really have to hunt hard to you know get get that reference. And this ends with the Countess holding one of the heads in her hand, and then we go back to our hostess who says. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to take a bath, Darklings. Now linger on me for ten minutes. The yes. end. She advised us to stay dark. Yes, stay dark, Darklings. Because... Got it. I'm guessing... I'm guessing if this had gone well, uh, that Danzig was envisioning further entries into this. Um, possibly even a, a show on maybe Shudder. Uh, right. Which was where you can see this. I don't think that is going to happen. No. Though he, bad has, he, he, um, he, is in, um, he has completed his second film, his Vampire Western. Say what now? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he did a, he, he's done a follow-up film already. It's already, it's already in the can. Um, Eli Roth is in it. Julian Sands is in it. Warlock is in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can after this. <laughs> I don't know if I've got faith in anything. I don't know, man. You're saying Eli Roth and Julian Sands, two guys who I don't feel would need a director to tell them how to act. Maybe uh, Eli Roth. <laughs> I love the t- I love the title of Erotica because he says apparently it's a a portmanteau of 
of violence and erotica, erotica combining yeah. those two words. But you know, you're not. It's you're just. It's just erotica with a V on it. V could be anything. <laughs> v could be vegetables. <laughs> I like vegetables. It's erotic vegetables. And we or already... violence or any word that starts with V. And we already have those. It's called the Veggie Tales. So that yes. was the end of erotica. Oh man, those are hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christianity is so sexy. All right. <laughs> it is sexy, especially when it's with anthropomorphic cartoon vegetables. <laughs> this is Terry the term. Cucumber, am I right? Yeah. Veronica has come to an end. <laughs> we, we've reached the end of this film. Um, so let's go around the horn. Uh, I think this will be fairly obvious, judging by how we all talked about this movie. But Galen, as our guest, why don't you tell us, would you recommend Veronica to people? I mean, I mean, the short answer is no. Um, the, 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 the extension of that is, I mean, I think there is, I think having seen it and talking to those who have, um, there, it, there is certainly a sort of badge of honor for having sat through this. But I don't think, but also having been someone who sat through it, I mean, there's, there's nothing really to be gained in that other than some of the, ba- the there is some bragging rights that come with it. But it's not fun. It's torturous. It's very uncomfortable. I would say it's it is it is kind of it is one of those movies you you would have on the background at a party if you want that party to end. But um, but no no. Nathan, only in the most Neil Breenian way. <laughs> uh, I I would say if you could get uh, if you could get a little October. And not in the Halloween kind of way, if you're from Canada, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and watch it with some friends. You could have an absolute hoot and a holler, not unlike the screening audience uh, at the premiere. However, if you're looking for a serious anthology movie to watch, avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah, because <laughs> I, lo- I, love anth- I love anthologies, and so this was... And I and I saw I watched the I watched this I watched it the first time alone and it was it was a, just a very sad evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now um, imagine uh, you know getting baked out of your tree and watching it with some friends uh, while you all do your best be Tom fun. Servo. That would be fun. You yeah. know, you know, if you kind of divide the pain among a you know, among a large group and it's kind of dissipated but if you're the only one who has to avoid uh, has to absorb all the torture it's it's horrendous don't you all you all you end up doing is sitting around questioning your life choices um <laughs> i will say that uh i will say that uh i would as far as like a dumb funny bad movie i would maybe maybe slightly recommend the first segment okay because i think that's the closest to that vibe of like this is bad and dumb but i'm laughing at how stupid it is the other two are just like aside from the detective the other two are painful like especially that last like that last segment the, again oh. there's no there's no plot there's nothing there's, right it, the the effects are nice like honestly the the i've got yeah, no the production problem design with is nice yeah the, the yeah the the dungeon is the the dungeon production design is is decent but um, well, even throughout most of the movie, I mean, some of the stuff that they use for visuals, I mean, the, you know, the, the genitalless spider, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the star neck break out, right. Uh, <laughs> the scarring on our mystery girl, when people get defaced, 
Uh, when you said when you said genitalist, I thought you said like the genitalist, like a mentalist parody. <laughs> the genitalist. <laughs> just Simon Baker, just like your staring at people just, at people's crotches. Your balls like, just got a lot guilty. smaller. <laughs> or it's a guy going around with a list of people's genitals that he's seen. Hey. It's like, oh, and and um, just, yep, and just collecting them all. All just right, check. as many as possible. I, I'm the genitalist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But the first, yeah, and and it's turn it off fun. after the first yeah. segment if you want to watch like a dumb, funny, bad movie, and then yeah, you're good after that. Don't you're, watch you're, last two. Your better, your better bet is to watch like I don't know, Tales from the Hood, maybe some old Tales from the Crypt, Creep I mean, Show. There's, there's so there's an infinite number of anthologies that are great fun, and you know, and this, yeah, and and this has really this has like hints of that i mean he's apparently seen some of those movies i mean this has i mean this has kind of this has like echoes of like boris karloff and uh in in baba's black sabbath you know where he's just he's just kind of you know kind of without affectation just introducing these stories but there's but it's like that like you know like divided by a hundred there's like nothing i think that's that's its biggest sin is that it has the potential to be legitimately good and it fails at every turn. Well, on that note, uh, we are going to take a brief break and we will be right back. What were they thinking? What were they thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. What were they thinking? And we're back. Yes, we are back. Yes, it is time, Nathan. What is it time for? Well, it is time for the low haiku. Now, this is the segment of our show where we take 17 perfect syllables to describe the movie that we just uh, spent the last hour and some change talking about. Uh, However, this week I have actually prepared a musical cover. I know it diverges a little bit from uh, the usual um, uh, a platform, uh, the usual uh, format that we go with, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel it will fit uh, quite nicely. Okay, well, why don't we why don't we save that uh, that for our, to, to close us out then? Okay, okay. Uh, Galen, would you like to read your low haiku? I would be proud to. Yes. <clears throat> I gouged in the first scene. My own envy. That same fate. Credits roll for tears. <laughs> very good, very, very good, very emotive. I, I felt every word. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Danzig made a film or something resembling one. What's the point of it? 
Very good. Very good. I felt that. I felt that deeply. I'm, I'm, I wanted you to feel it deeply, so I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have, I have, pref- I have prepared a, a brief uh, musical uh, segment um, in the style of uh, today's director. Mm-hmm. Oh. I got something to say. I raped your eyeballs today. It doesn't matter much to me. Don't call my film gay. Ah. I guess in the vein of Last Caress by the Misfits. Mm. Uh, Last Caress by yeah. Mary Jane. Was, One more yeah, time I, to feel the pain. An homage, yes, yes. <laughs> ah, where are we? One more time to fill your, it burns, your eyeballs. It burns! Veronica! Veronica! I got something the new to Geostorm. say. We talked about this movie, Nathan, but what do we always say? We always say... Don't take a word for us! That's right. We are going to our old friends at Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Nathan, what do the critics... Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Roten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, what do they say? What do the critics say? And what do the audience say, percentage-wise? It's, uh, it's, 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 it's pretty neck and neck here. Uh, the critics like it a bit more than the audience, though. That's, that shocks me. <laughs> 24% versus 21%. Okay. Well, that doesn't shock me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not a it's not a big difference. No. No. Um no, so there you go. Those are the those are the percentages. So let's get into these critics reviews here. Um our first one here is from Nathaniel Muir of AIPT and he says the acting will not win any awards and the filmmaking goes beyond first time mistakes, but this is the special kind of bad that is engaging. So on a Neil Brainian proportions. Yeah. Right. Well, Matt Donato of What to Watch, uh, he put something longer than not this, um, but <laughs> but it's not much longer. Uh, Danzig's Veronica is a horror anthology abomination with less value than a 3 a.m. Skinamax headliner. Boom. 0.5 out of 5. <laughs> um, it's high. Uh, Norm Gidney from uh, HorrorBuzz.com says, uh, HorrorBuzz! Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's it's a good rag, good rag. Um, uh, Veronica is an intriguing study in cinematic misfires that sets off a chain reaction from the single word question, why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, Carrie O'Shea from A Warped Perspective says how did a professed lifelong horror fan with a reasonable reasonable indie land budget and bags of potential manage to crank out a film of such questionable standards why didn't anybody say and i feel like the answer to that is because he's danzig and he would have it no other way <laughs> i get kind of rhyme too nice mm-hmm. i may just go roll in the hay who's to say <laughs> yeah just watch that this past week <laughs> Um, uh, Patrick Bromley from Bloody Disgusting. Oh, yeah. My uh, he wrote, the movie played like a comedy and not on purpose. One out of five. Wah, wah. Um, this is from Anthony Grimuglia 
from uh, from CBR.com. And he says, uh, at times, Veronica resembles softcore porn. But even then, it's so low energy and unconvincing that it fails there, too. <laughs> it's a failed porno. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Joey Keough of Wicked Horror. I guess this will, this will be my uh, last one here. Yeah. Uh, jo- Joey Keough of Wicked Horror says, If you thought those stories about Danzig loving onion soup and refusing to come on stage because it was too cold were humiliating enough, well, prepare yourself because Veronica <laughs> is the biggest embarrassment yet. Even more than so than when the time he got punched out backstage? Well, I mean, he didn't mention that, but apparently more embarrassing than him uh, not liking cold onion soup. Right. Which, that is insane. <laughs> wow. Well, I've actually got... This is my last one, but it's a pair, but I think it counts because it's from the same person. Uh, Deidre Crimmins. Uh, she wrote for not only Rue Morgue magazine, but also High Def Digest. And mm. uh, she writes for Rue Morgue magazine, she wrote, perhaps the worst crime of erotica is that it presents itself as a horror film, but never makes an earnest effort to create any horror. And then her second review for High Def uh, Digest writes, even with ignoring the aggressive sexism, unintentional humor, and watered-down stories, Veronica's gross incompetence in the basic mechanics of film creation makes it an utter failure. Wow. I'm not gonna take Deidre. I'm not going to lie to you. I was really hoping that her second review was like a masterpiece. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Um... Let's see. Okay, finally, this will be my last from the official reviews. Um, And this is Zoe Rose Smith from HorrorNews.net. And she concludes her review with, There is an argument to be made for that Veronica has become a famous film from the fact that it is so bad, which is, is in some ways true. But it should also be recognized for the misogynistic pile of trash that it is. I would never class this as a film that is so bad it's good. I would class this as a film that I had to laugh at. Otherwise, I would have cried. I love that. And she's right on all accounts. Audience reviews. um, I'm going to tell you right now, I have some written down. I glanced at this before. (laughs) Some of these are straight up disturbing. First review is from Corny G, and Corny G gives it uh, five stars, and he says, he or she, I don't know, but uh, they said, uh, Danzig made me re-examine a few of my many fetishes. Eye nips got me fully torqued, and it was all uphill from there. Might I add, excellent camera work and pacing. As an afterthought. (laughs) Also, pacing? Um... (laughs) Have you seen a movie? Yeah. Corny G. Uh, Kansas B um, also had a the same uh, feeling, uh, giving it five out of stars. They five wrote stars. Five, five out of stars, yep. Five uh, out of stars. Five out of stars, yeah. Put that on a shirt. Um, <laughs> so Kansas B writes, I was like, wow, I've been this hard as a rock in many months. I yerked for hours. Yerked with a Y. No spoilers, but eyes on the breasts was like, who, baby? Goot Lord. G-O-O-T. Lord. The fuck hat guy got me off. No worries. Woo! 
Jesus. <laughs> Again, five stars. I, five out of stars. Five out of stars. Five out of stars. Again, that. It, Again, that could be that that could be the that that could be someone mispro- misappropriating the name, my dear friend Kansas. That could also be her <laughs> questionable sense of humor. <laughs> just following that, I mean, all of these are just gold. These are you, we could just go up for hours on these. Um, the next one right after that, I don't even have to search for these. They're right there for the taking. Uh, Vincent P, obviously Vincent Price. I'm not going to do a Vincent Price voice. I'm Aww. sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> so scary and hot, dot, dot, dot. I would like to meet Mr. Glenn Danzig and shake him on the hand. <laughs> that makes it so much worse. <laughs> shake him oh, on the God. hand. <laughs> Not by the hand, on the hand. Oh. All right, yeah. so... It, it leads you to wonder where the shaking is taking place. <laughs> we have another celebrity reviewer here, guys, from Kurt R., who I can only assume is Kurt Russell. Obviously. Uh, says, inventive storytelling, non-derivative cinematography, visuals that will challenge the viewer and make them question what they value in all moving pictures. Five out of stars. Five out of stars. Five out of stars. <laughs> well I, i'll say this uh caleb r um which i can't work with that name at all um only gave it a half out of stars and half out of stars, out of stars. Uh, he writes i didn't even watch this movie fully i watched it through chris struckman's hilariosity review of it and that's all i needed to come to the conclusion that this is a dumpster fire of epic proportions half a star for being way too generous or is sorry half a star is be is being way too generous half out of stars half out of stars, half out of stars. Of bar. let's see zach s um he also gives it half out of stars and he says i'm not convinced this movie exists i think it might have been a drug-infused fever dream and like a dream nothing makes sense doesn't flow and is baffling after it's over but this ain't the kind of dream you forget moments after you wake up, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So I actually went over to uh, Shudder, and right. they have reviews on Shudder. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read two because one of them is really quick. And it has my favorite username of all time. Uh, this is by Killery Swank. It's <laughs> clever. And uh, he or she says, wow, I guess there's boobs? Eight. One star. <laughs> one out of stars. One one out of one skulls. One out of stars, eh? Um, and then the other uh, quick one here is uh, five out of skulls. And, five uh, out of they skulls. Say, oh, yes, because it's, it's shutter, so it's out of skulls, it, right? It, it, right. Yeah, you got the skulls. You get the skulls. All right. But, um, stay with me here, guys. This is going to be my last one, too. Is fun to enjoy the dark and take time to enjoy that and know that is super priest that gone appears with stupid spells and small cross. Thank for that beautifully crafted movie. I love it. <laughs> Roger Ebert, step aside. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Way too soon. <laughs> Way too soon. Uh, skid with two D's. Uh, he wrote. I would hate to be stuck in Glenn's head. A psychotic 19-year-old masturbatory dream. <laughs> well, written by Sebastian Bach. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a counterpoint, 
uh, Monkey Butt 69 gave it five out of skulls. And he wrote, yo, get into it. Oh, monkey That's... butt. This one came from uh, this was a this was a five five out of skull review from an an anonymous what I can assume is an anonymous user or if you or if you want to get technical a non underscore s v o d underscore user underscore one five nine one five seven zero zero six seven eight nine. You are called out, sir or ma'am. <laughs> um he or she or it says best movie better than mandy full tent all the time fuck oh my god really disturbing that's no that's not the the full tent all the time brendan that's the most disturbing part no well yeah well yeah and the indication that he uh that that he was that he was potentially that he was only half tent while watching mandy he was like, "Oh, this isn't doing it for me." Then switched it to, <laughs> switched over to Veronica. Now that's doing it. That's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. This wasn't nearly as misogynistic for my taste. I'll I'll switch over to Veronica. There was you know, too much the women a... were not brutalized enough. <laughs> there was too much of a redemption in Mandy. There was too much redemption for the women in this movie. Veronica will give will give me that. Yeah, the the pleasure I need. <laughs> so those reviews were gross. Um, so that's that's Veronica. <laughs> we talked about, we read the reviews, we covered it, we got it, it's done. We can we can wa- take a long shower now. <laughs> Patty told me, you know what? You tell Brendan that this movie wasn't very good, and uh, we don't have we shouldn't have had to watch this. Essentially, was was her drive home point. And I was like, sweetheart, you would have saw this eventually. And she was what? I was like, Glenn Danzig wrote and directed this. He's the former lead singer of the Misfits. I have a co- a couple of the comics. You would have seen this eventually. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Have at least walked through the living room and had the, and seen this on the television. Yes, and uttered her infamous catchphrase, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> Something messed up is happening on the screen. She comes in. What are you watching? A horror movie. We've been together for over 20 years. It's a horror movie. I watch horror movies. There are disturbing things that happen in horror movies. You should be used to this by now. (laughs) You can say that if you see me in the movie. Yes, exactly. Well, there we go. That that is Veronica. Um, I do want to thank our uh, two-time guest now. Two-time, two-time, two-time. Yes. Galen Howard for stopping by to talk about this film. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for enduring this mess um, collectively with me. And Galen, uh, do you have anything uh, you would like to plug at this point? Well, I do have a um, I do have a, an, a horror anthology of my own that's coming out at the end of November. Um, a a holiday uh, themed horror anthology called Death December. Um, that's coming out from Scream Factory, and um, uh, it's uh, it's sort of an advent calendar themed uh, Christmas um, horror anthology. Um, a, a lot of a lot of really fun segments. I'm in a um, I'm in a lovely giallo themed segment with um, Barbara Magnolfi from the original uh, Suspiria, and then it ha- you know it has. Um, segments from people like Lucky McKee and Ruggiero Diodato and um, 
uh, 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 horror actors like A.J. Bowen and Bar- and uh, Barbara Crampton. It's a lot of fun. Uh, coming out November 24th, uh, Deathcember. Awesome. That sounds, I, I'm sold already. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Of I fun. am intrigued. Yeah, Scream Factory. Um, yeah. And uh, and where can they uh, where can they uh, stalk you online? You can um, you can stalk me at uh, Instagram. I'm I'm creeping there a lot uh, at Galen Howard, all one word. Um, or um, I'm occasionally on the Twitters um, at um, because um, because I love to complicate things on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at underscore galen underscore howard underscore <laughs> there you go one second yep there you go <laughs> uh next week yeah, is uh yeah, uh november mm-hmm. um, and uh, following in our yearly tradition in november let's uh, give us a hint ski as to what's coming up look into my eye so there you go. That's coming up next week. Is Montrose Monkington uh, there also to say a few words before we sign off? Absolutely. Hello! It's your good friend Montrose Monkington Third here. Uh, so, honestly, uh, every time I think you chaps have reached the bottom of the barrel, uh, someone hands you a pickaxe and a shovel, don't they? I mean, mm-hmm. this is, I mean, it's not postal. It's not as bad as postal, but I mean, I mean honestly, it's, 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 it's down there. I mean, it does not look upon women favorably at all. No, no, uh, no, no. It also, several times, I feel that it, it spat upon the audience's intelligence. It, it's in the, it's in that realm for sure. Sorry, how yes. Put, how would you put it with muck? <laughs> this is worse than muck. This is worse than well, that, so. that. Okay, okay. So. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I, I digress. Uh, I, as I am Montrose Minkington III Esquire from Bananashire upon Hampton in the great country of England. And I would like to invite all of your listeners uh, to ca- to come over to my uh, my YouTube channel, um, which is far better than Postal and, and quite possibly far better than this movie. Uh, you can see me talk about the wrestling uh, and several other things if you feel free to you know search through uh, the library of videos that I have uploaded. Uh, once you've done that, if you wish to be friends, uh, come on over to Facebook, uh, the group Montrose Milkington the Third Esquire and Friends, and and we can be friends on Facebook. Uh, but if you'd just like to get me on the the Twitter box, uh, you can tweet me at at Montrose the Third. That's number three R D. Thank you. More later. And as for our show, you can find us on all the podcatchers. We're everywhere. Ageofradio.org is our home base. Ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking? Double double uh, bill, yo! <laughs> Make it money, rain. money, money. Make it rain. Yeah. Big time. I'm running over. With the big time. That's how that song goes, right? It's just, yeah. Just, it's it just it, in, indecipherable words. And then big time. We sound like an AI trying to finish a song. Um, so you, can, you can find us on Age Radio uh, all the podcatchers any podcast app just search for us we're there uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast we're on Facebook we're on Patreon patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast and also on Redbubble and Public. check that out and have a ball um, once again thanks again Galen just want to make sure I reiterate that thank you for joining us you and happy early halloween everyone 
Uh, and happy early Thanksgiving to you, Galen, because you are in the oh, United yeah. States of America. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh. Yes, I have plenty to thank, be thankful for for being in the United States, for sure. Um, I know mm-hmm. we are, uh, Nathan and I, we are Canadian. We record from Canada. Uh, but we do have American listeners, and I thought it would be a nice little thing to just mention because this episode is coming out on October 29th. So this will technically be the last episode before the American election. So if any American listeners are listening to this and um, haven't voted yet, please go out and fucking vote. Please mm-hmm. go out and vote. Please, and I can't please, tell you who please, to vote for. You. I can't tell you uh, th- to vote for Joe Biden or the human shit stain. I can't make that decision for you. Um, but please go yeah. vote. Go vote, 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 vote. That hasn't been said. You know what they say about, you know, the orange things with the horrible looking faces after Halloween, you're supposed to throw them out. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, true words were That's never right. spoken. Let them rot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nathan, or make a pie with them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know what. I don't. I'm. I'm I lost the analogy now. <laughs> I, I think what he. I, I'll explain it to you off air, Brandon. Oh, I don't okay. want to get it. Bad. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> do you have questions about this movie to wrap us up? Well, I mean, I've got a few questions. I guess. All right. Really, I mean, I shouldn't. Because I I would probably be the one who's more familiar with uh with the being known as Glenn Danzig. Um but still this movie. Um so okay, so with a movie um where one segment has all American actors mm-hmm. and they choose to make them speak with French accents. Uh-huh in English to each other. Um, and then with a movie where you have uh, legitimate uh, adult film stars but can't find a stripper to dance to save their lives, and and with a movie where the last segment is she likes blood. You get it, huh? You get it? Yeah, I believe those are the words spoken. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the movie that was written directed and i believe produced at least partially by glenn danzig and there's only one danzig song in the entire movie mm-hmm. i just gotta ask y'all what was he thinking each time i see a little girl of five or six or seven i can't resist a joyous urge to smile and say thank heaven for little girls For little girls get bigger every day Thank heaven For little girls They grow up in the most delightful way Those little eyes so helpless and appealing One day will flash and send you crashing through the ceiling Thank heaven for little girls Thank heaven for them all No matter where, no matter who Without them what would little boys do Thank heaven Thank heaven Thank heaven For little girls